0: Hi, good morning, everyone. This is James Hewitt from the uh, EPA's Office of Public uh, Affairs. Thank you so much for joining us this morning to discuss the uh, EPA's PFAS um, action plan. Uh, I'm going to hand things over to EPA's Office of Water Assistant Administrator Dave Ross. All right, well, hey, thank you. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Today at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, EPA Acting Administrator Andrew Wheeler will announce the PFAS Action Plan. Today's announcement is an historic moment for the agency and the American public. It took groundbreaking efforts to develop this plan and I want to thank the amazing career professionals across the agency for their hard work and dedication in developing this plan. Since day one, we have followed the advice and counsel of our expert staff and we appreciate their dedication to protecting human health and the environment. The PFAS Action Plan is the most comprehensive cross-agency action plan for chemical concern ever undertaken by the agency. This is the first time we have utilized all of our program offices to deal with an emergency, emerging chemical concern. It is the first time we have put together a multimedia, multi-program national research and risk communication plan to address a challenge like PFAS. It is also the product of unprecedented outreach to the states and affected communities. In May 2018, EPA convened convened its first ever National Leadership Summit to gather information and best practices from over 40 states, tribes, and territories. Following that summit, we hosted a series of listening sessions in areas directly impacted by PFAS. We visited New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Colorado, North Carolina, Kansas, Michigan, and Washington State. And for those of you on the phone that participated in those events, I thank you. Your input was invaluable. Through the public docket docket created by EPA, we received roughly 120,000 written comments. All of this feedback and input was a critical component in the development of the final product. This outreach also highlighted the national importance of this issue, which is why we are holding press conferences to describe the plan in all 10 EPA regions across the country today. The action plan commits EPA to take important steps that will improve how we research, monitor, detect, and address PFAS. I'm going to highlight five of the most important actions in the plan. First, we are taking concrete steps to protect our nation's drinking water. Contrary to misinformation in in the press, EPA is moving forward with the maximum contaminant level, also known as MCL, process outlined in the Safe Drinking Water Act for PFOA and PFAS to the most well-known and prevalent PFAS chemicals. By the end of this year, EPA will propose a regulatory determination, which is the next step required by the Safe Drinking Water Act for establishing an MCL. We are also gathering and evaluating information to determine if regulation under the Safe Drinking Water Act is appropriate for other chemicals in the PFAS family. Second, EPA will continue our enforcement actions and will clarify our cleanup strategies. To date, EPA has issued direct enforcement orders or state enforcement actions in eight separate instances and we have provided technical assistance at multiple sites around the country. In addition, EPA has already begun the regulatory development process for listing PFOA and PFAS as hazardous substances under the Superfund statute. This important work will provide additional tools to help states and communities address existing contamination and recover costs from responsible parties. Very soon, EPA will also release interim groundwater cleanup recommendations for sites contaminated with PFOA and PFAS. Groundwater is the source of drinking water for many communities across the country, and it is vital for our nation's agricultural sector. These recommendations will give states a much-needed framework to facilitate timely cleanup efforts that are protective of groundwater. Third, we will expand our focus on monitoring and understanding PFAS in the environment. Specifically, the agency will propose to include PFAS in the next round of nationwide drinking water monitoring under the Unregulated Contaminant Monitoring Program. In the previous round of monitoring, the agency found that 1.3% of public water systems had at least one sample with PFOA and PFAS concentrations greater than 70 parts per trillion, the agency's health advisory level for PFOA and PFAS. The agency will also consider PFAS chemicals for the toxics release inventory. These actions are especially important because they will provide us with even more data on where PFAS are found in the environment. Fourth. EPA is expanding our research efforts and the scientific foundation for addressing PFAS by developing new analytical methods and tools. We are focusing our research in four key areas. First, what are the human health and ecological effects of PFAS exposure? Second, what are the significant sources, fate and transport pathways, and exposures to humans and ecosystems? Third, what are the costs and effectiveness of different methods for removing and remediating PFAS? Fourth, how does the EPA support stakeholders in using science to protect public health and the environment? Our goal is to close the gap on the science as quickly as possible, especially as it relates to other emerging risks like Gen X. We're also working to develop new technologies and treatment options to remove PFAS from drinking water. The final major component of the PFAS Action Plan I would like to highlight today is that we will be working across the agency and the federal government to develop a PFAS risk communication toolbox that includes materials that states, tribes, and local partners can use to effectively communicate with the public. We owe it to the American public to be able to explain in very simple and easy to understand terms what are the risks that they face in their daily lives. I encourage everyone to read the plan today and I draw your attention to table one in the executive summary that lists nearly 25 focused areas of work that the agency intends to implement. Americans count on EPA every time they turn on the faucet. That's why communities across the nation have asked us to provide a comprehensive approach to understanding PFAS and protecting drinking water. Our new action plan provides just that. Through these actions I mentioned, we are stepping up to provide the leadership that the public needs and deserves. Through these actions, we are committed to working collaboratively with the states, tribes, and local communities to address our shared challenges. We will keep the public informed of our progress, and we will continue to engage with the states and local communities. Before I close, it is important to note that while we worked on this action plan, we didn't stop working on this issue. Our scientists and experts continued and, in fact, accelerated their efforts to work this multifaceted challenge. For example, we moved forward this past fall on toxicity standards for two additional chemicals of concern, Gen X and PFBS, and we are already beginning additional scientific research on several more. In closing, this action plan represents a pivotal moment in the history of the agency and a pivotal moment for public health and environmental protection. So, thank you for your time for your engagement, and more importantly, I look forward to continuing to work together with you in the future.